0: now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by
1: Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine. Only on the BetQL Network. All right, round two. You're on the BetQL Network with BT on the sports machine. And uh, the fights are underway in Las Vegas. Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres taking on Julian Arosa. Caceres, an underdog at plus 145. Arosa, the favorite at minus 175 this fight just went off about 15 seconds ago and uh what what is it that you were saying about the physique of your boy bruce leroy before we i think he looks watching? kind of
0: jacked i think he's looking sneaky okay. jacked right. he usually has got that vegan beet juice stuff going on for him but i feel like he looks like he's got some <laughs> muscle for this fight his fro looks good as always Arosa looks good too both
1: these guys throwing kicks early on an octagon map that is just got blood all over it if you like fights this is the one to watch all right, so uh, it's time for you gonna fight me. Here's how it works: I say something, and then BT and I go at it. If Conor's comeback fight is against Michael Chandler, I think Conor McGregor's going to be an underdog
0: in that fight. You gonna fight me? He did just get dropped from the rankings this week. Uh, what are we talking about? Were we saying underdog initial odds, or uh, he's going to be the underdog by the time the the bell rings for the fir- for the first round?
1: I think he'll be the underdog the entire way because. I know he's not Conor McGregor, but people like to bet on Michael Chandler also. So I think he goes off. I think Conor McGregor comes
0: into that fight at like a plus 130 and it stays steady. Nah, I think it'll swing by the time they fight. I think people will buy into his talk. They'll buy into the hype videos. Like he's just one of those guys. Like I I get it. Michael Chandler's loved, but Michael Chandler's, I don't, I don't think he's. On enough of a role where people like will be like, nah, there's just no shot. I think there's a shot for Connor. Um assuming health, assuming he comes back from this thing okay, I think that uh I think that Connor will end that fight going into the fight as a favorite.
1: Uh producer Jake thinks that Connor's gonna open and close as the favorite. And I wouldn't be completely shocked if that happens. I mean, Connor's a train rolling through in the background, is what he is. Connor's a uh Connor's an absolute Box office, when people go to the box, they want to bet him. You have to pay a tax for him the same way that you do for Lakers basketball or Yankees baseball or Notre Dame football. More than any other fighter, I would say, in the history of the promotion, you have to pay the Conor McGregor tax. So, the more that I think about it, I don't know. Maybe you guys have talked me into it. Maybe McGregor will be the favorite. Now, here I am fighting myself on the bet. Sounds like round one to Tobes. Um, Yeah, you got one, but we're still going. John Jones, all the way up to 260. You're going to fight me if I say John Jones should just retire. Most people think John Jones is the greatest of all time. He's coming back at 260 where we've never seen him this heavy. If he comes back and fights Francis Ngannou, he's going to be an underdog, and then he's going to get his ass kicked, and then we're going to question if he's
0: still the greatest of all time. I just think he should retire. Wow, I want to fight you on every one of those points. i got to be honest with you. (laughs) Oh, Caceres! Bruce Leroy, knockout! He knocked him out stiff. <laughs> oh Ooh. man, he's flopping around like a fish. I told you, dude. I'm not. I'm not. Wow. I'm not. I'm not departing from my guys with, with your little heart insurance. Get out of here. Okay. All right. I I'll tell you one thing though. I That's ne- your first I, I, round th- ticket. I didn't think he was gonna knock him out though. I thought, you know, let's let's be real about it. Oh, that guy's the coolest Damn, too. Knocked, oh it? my. Good. Oh wow. Woo, still he's still doing not hands. Up. Uh, Alex
1: Casares by first round brutal knockout of Julian Arosa. Arosa ended up coming in as a minus 180 this fight went off. He was a pretty heavy favorite until he got kicked in the face. (laughs) He got kicked in the face by Bruce Leroy. Holy Pete. Good night,
0: Irene. And then the the follow-up was vicious, too. Oh, the follow-up was vicious. He's got such a, like, Alex Casares has been in this promotion now, what are we talking, 12, 13 years he's been in the UFC? Like, yeah. this dude, and what if, like, he is just, like, every time you think his career is, like, all right, it's about it's about enough of you, Bruce Leroy. He always does something sensational. Like, it's, it, it's like, you would love if he could just have that kind of swanx on title run. A lot like his, you know, Miami counterpart Jorge Masvidal. I would love it if he could do that. It's, you know, but, man, that was awesome. That was awesome from Caceres. Good for him. Anyway, back to he's the point. A, ju- he's on a bit of a streak here. So he lost to Super Sadiq
1: last time out. He just knocked out Arosa with an awesome finish. And then before yeah. that, he took care of Choi. He took care of Crew, He took care of Springer. He took care of Chase Hooper and Steven Peterson. So not exactly the who's who of names, but this will be, what, six of seven for Bruce Lee. It's,
0: it's kind of
1: impressive what he's doing this far into his career.
0: But back to your point. John yes. Jones retiring is so silly. Like, what are we doing here? This is going to be the, probably the biggest pay per view job of his career when he fights Francis Gondo. So, first of all, money wise, I think it's stupid for him to leave. Uh, second of all, I don't. I I, I, bel- I do agree that you think he'll open as a favorite. I think John Jones. A lot of people will start buying into him by the time that fight goes on. I will pounce on whatever underdog money John is at. Um, and look, Francis looked super impressive against Cyril Gan. He basically outgrappled him with no technique and just brute strength. But John's a different animal, dude. I think, like, nobody is more equipped to do things with the layoff. John
1: was a different animal, past tense. I don't think that John's the same guy. John hasn't, look, when's the last time that John Jones, I'm being real here, when's the last time he looked like the John Jones that you're talking about in the octagon? It was before Dominic Reyes. I would say it was before in the second time around.
0: Yeah, I would say probably his in rematch. He looked like he dominated in the second time around that was more because
1: Gus was getting old right in front of us. John does not look like the John that you're talking about in probably over five years. And now he's switching weight classes to heavyweight. It'd be one thing if he stayed at light heavyweight and he was stuck, taking on the Blahoviches of the world, or even if like Yuri Porosky came back, then I would say, okay, I still got John, but the fact that he's switching weight classes and he's taking on a guy in Francis and who, when he's healthy, at some point probably could end up at number one pound for pound. So it's a, I don't see a path for John to win that fight. You can put your money on it. I know it's tough because John Jones is an underdog. Oh, my gosh, the greatest of all time. How can I not put a little bit of bread on him? Because you're going to lose your money.
0: That's it. So let me get this straight, dude. I just want to be clear about this because going into the Ghan yeah. fight, most people thought Cyril GaN was going to win that fight. He was too technical for Francis Ghanu. You're going to tell me a guy that we've seen for three fights in Cyril Ghan, who's very good. Don't get me wrong. But you you would trust your money more on Cyril Ghan than you would John Jones, what are we talking about here? I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that
1: I think that he would give him. I think that both guys, like I saw Francis, as you said, win that not with a lot of technique, but with a lot of strength over Cyril John, I'm showing off some skills that I didn't even know he had. Are you not at all concerned that we haven't seen John Jones since we had a different president, this is like two and a half, three years ago since the last time that he was there, and now that he's weighing 260 pounds, he's not the same guy you're talking about, BT.
0: Here's the thing, though, dude. I I would say that for a lot of athletes, yes, I would be very concerned what they're going to look like. Nobody has been more equipped from time away from the ring than this guy. A lot of his own doing, granted. He is used to but it. But he's, he's used to it. Like, it, it. like, that is a big factor for me. Like, the idea that he has been able to come back from testing or scandals or whatever. Like, it's not something he's not – I guess, yeah, you're right. The only thing that is a question is how is his body going to adapt to this because he was so uniquely built for that division at 205, and we've been waiting for John Jones at heavyweight, what feels like half of his career, and we're finally going to get it. He's taken his time to build his body the way that he wants to. Uh, it may not matter because Francis gets one uppercut on him, and it's night-night, but – this guy is so savvy at breaking down fighters, whether it be those knee kicks, the range that he has, the the, the just the intelligence he has in the ring. I just, I can't dismiss that that's going to go away. I can't.
1: Francis will come into that fight as the champion and healthy as like a minus 180. John's going to come back at like a plus 140. There's going to be suckers all over the world, like you down in Miami and people running all over Las Vegas and all over the place that are making these bets, hopefully at Bet MGM. Don't put your money on John Jones. I'm not disputing that he's the greatest of all time. I'm saying that if he comes back at a different weight class against a healthy Francis Ngannou, he's not going to be the best fighter in the octagon that night. By the way, he's also 35 years old. Just kind of curious, Ngannou's 36. Dude, Israel is 33 years old? I would bet that he was still in his 20s. Who knew? How about that? All right. Um, Sneaky old. Brendan Tobin. He is, apparently. Sports machine Sean Levine fighting each other here on the BetQL network. Uh Gilbert Burns says that George Masvidal is scared of him. I think that if they do end up getting in the octagon, Dorino knocks out your boy, Jorge Masvidal. Now tell me why that doesn't happen.
0: Uh, well, well, see, this one's a little tough for me because Gilbert Burns is uh, is my boy as well, so I'm a little bit. Okay, uh, he's a huge Dolphins fan as well. Uh, has come on, talk some fins on on uh, the show down here. So I, he's one of the rare guys that I uh, I I can I think I can actually put aside just bias for Jorge Moss, Look at him weasel his way out of this. Listen, to this guy. Uh, no, yeah, I, okay, I think it's think it's a, tu- I, I, think, okay. it's a re- I think it's a really tough fight. In all honesty, I think I understand why George doesn't want that fight. I don't think Gilbert's the sexiest name. You saw what. Uh, A handful he was against Hamzat. Um, He's a demon on the ground. He is a sneaky good striker. He almost put out Kamara Usman. Like, I wouldn't really want to take on Gilbert Burns if I was trying to find my way into a title shot because I know what a challenge he is, and it's not the biggest name in the world. Uh, You would have been, theoretically, the fight was supposed to happen in Brazil, so now you're also going into his hometown or his home nation for it, so... I kind of get why Masvidal didn't want it. And I think, like, look, this whole Masvidal maybe being on the cusp of uh, getting a uh, an inside track to replace somebody for a Kamaru Usman fight or a, or a Leon Edwards fight, um, I, would, I would stay the hell away from Gilbert Burns. Yeah, for sure.
1: Man, that Gilbert versus Hamzad fight, I could just – I could watch on loop for the rest of my life. That was as good of a fight as we've seen this entire calendar year. Are uh, you going to fight me if I tell you that – Sean O'Malley and Cheeto Vera need to fight again. That's like, that. I, I can't go on without that fight happening again. And I understand it's going to take a, a maybe a fight for both those guys, maybe a fight or two for both those guys to end up in the octagon again together. But I need to see it.
0: Uh, the only thing I'll fight you on is I want it to be a title fight. I don't want them to fight before a title fight. If I'm Cheeto, I'm riding this. I think it's great for a title fight buildup. I would stay head kicking people to hell because he's been as exciting as anybody in the promotion. Um, he's riding this like he's taken that. He's vaulted his career in a big, big way. I feel like the buildup for it would just be so monstrous. Even if it was, you know, if it ends up being, you know, Sean winning the belt and maybe he avoids he, he Cheeto's going to be inevitable. Like he's going to have to fight again. Just it's very uh, Izzy versus alike. like. if you have that win over a guy who gets to the top. You're always going to have that as your Willy Wonka ticket to uh, to getting to fight for the belt again.
1: I don't really see the path though, like because for Cheeto, he feels like it kind of feels like he's the odd man out. Now, obviously, Aljo's super disrespected as a champion, mm-hmm. probably the most disrespected champ that we can ever remember. People are not talking about Henry Cejudo should get a shot. Sean O'Malley definitely deserves a shot, and then it's kind of like, oh yeah, Cheeto Vera has earned his shot.
0: So I don't know what's going to happen. Can I say something, though? Uh, And I mean this respectfully. I'm not that into seeing Henry Cejudo. Like, I got to be honest with you. Like, great accomplishments, but this is the most on-fire division in the sport. And if you're talking about a division that has no need for anybody, it's Henry Cejudo. Like, if anything, if you told me Henry was going to come back and go fight at flyweight again, that'd be one thing. They definitely need some new blood. They need to mix something up. We're doing a damn title shot for the fourth time. So that definitely needs some shakeup, even though there's some talent there that needs some new top dogs. Bansomweight is not in that case right now, and I really don't feel the need to vault Henry Cejudo into the most stacked division in the sport just because? Like, I, nah, I'm not into that. No,
1: you know it feels like Cejudo hasn't earned his way to fighting any of these guys. Like, he shouldn't fight Aljo right away for the belt. He shouldn't fight Sean, because Sean's too big of a name for him right now, even if, even if Cejudo would ultimately end up winning that fight. And then uh, when it comes down to uh, like all these different guys, it just feels like he's kind of trying to, to skip line a little bit. We talked about no, he this listen, earlier. listen,
0: you're a double you're a double champ. you deserve to skip the line. I get it if he comes back. I'm just not that interested in him skipping the line. Like everybody who is, has his credentials, usually they come back, they get to fight for a title. I just don't really want to see him at the top right now. I'm, I'm very interested in what we got going on already. I disagree. I don't think that he gets, just because he's a double champ,
1: you decided to retire. You decided to get out. Good for you for having a family. But that means when you come back, you have to work your way back up that. And I'm not saying he needs to fight three guys, but he needs to go out there and beat somebody. He can't fight for a title right away. It's not that I don't care about it, which I tend to agree with you. I don't really care about it too much, especially when I could get Cheeto Vera versus Sean O'Malley or Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain Sterling. Even Aljo versus Cheeto would do more for me. Than seeing a triple c in there i agree with you um we talked a little bit about this before the break we were talking about patty Pimblet. you're gonna fight me if say after thinking about it and watching him get hit in the chin every single time and eventually probably should have lost the fight last saturday night he's wildly overrated. you gonna fight me
0: no i'm not gonna fight you i just i don't really get it so far like i he's hilarious like I, at certain times he's Definitely got um something to him with a cachet, but fighting style, like I don't really know what the the appeal has been so far. Like it's been uh the the It just seems to me like we're 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 jumping the gun and I don't feel like he's really rewarded getting uh put in the positions that he's been in.
1: No, I'm with you. And it led to the whole judges' conversation. So we'll talk about that coming up here in just a little while with our friend Eric Richter from the New York Post. And then, of course, before we get out of here, we'll tap out because it looks like we're probably going to get the co-main event, at least while we're on the air, that uh, Isma Gulav-Tarzuki in fight. And then we'll see if we can get the Sean Strickland, Jared Cannonier fight in. Speaking of Sean Strickland, if you missed the interview, check out the uh, BetQL page we had him on earlier today. Coming up next from the New York Post, Eric Richter joins Tapped Out. You're locked in to the BetQL network.